everyone and welcome back to That's Lame, the equestrian podcast for horse girls from horse girls. Bonjour. Je n'appelle Shana. Oui, oui, we get. Public service announcement number two. A little rundown very brief terms of what it is that Evie and I do so that anyone who's listening who isn't horsey we're not just like throwing the most random phrases out there okay so Evie and I are dressage riders dressage is an Olympic equestrian sport in which a horse and rider perform set movements and it's judged by a panel of judges and you get an end score out of a hundred percent it's like break dancing. <laughs> it's not like break dancing. It's like you imagine if it was like. Break have dancing. you have you seen the film Step Up? <laughs> it's like that, but with horses involved. And sometimes it's raining, so it looks just like. It's basically, I, I think, from London Olympics, it was dubbed dancing on horses. Wasn't yeah, it? but we're not. You're not dancing. They're dancing. They're dancing. Yeah, and it's made to look effortless. It's got to look really like you're not doing anything. Like you're at one with the horse, and then it's very easy. And when it's done correctly, it's absolutely beautiful to watch. I think it would be easier actually if we were the ones dancing and not the horses. I think I'd do a lot better. So if we rode round dancing as we we're cantering about, yeah, you'd look, you'd look really good, would you? I, I reckon I'd get seventy, plus, yeah, plus percent. Okay, so in terms, <laughs> okay, we're just gonna brush over that one. In terms of the percent, no, no one's ever got a hundred percent. Okay, so the like challenge accepted. <laughs> so the brackets that we're looking at. If you're doing like a good test, is probably sixty-eight percent and above. Yeah. A really good test would be like seventies and above. That's kind of like where we're working. So obviously, dressage is in the Olympics, but Evie and I are not at Olympic level. <laughs> not yet. Shock horror. <laughs> we're manifesting it. <laughs> yeah. So when we're talking about the regionals, the regionals is exactly what it says on the tin. It's a regional competition. So we have qualified from local competitions to be able to compete at these regionals if we do well at these regionals we will then qualify for the nationals the national championships only happen twice a year you've got the winters and the summers it's the best horses in great britain all coming together to fight to the death (laughs) (laughs) literally (laughs) literally it's a lot of training a lot of training is involved but the feeling that you get from the horse when you're very like at one with them and you're doing the high level movements it's like an addictive drug I would say if you're a non-horsey person and you're listening, I would look at YouTube videos of Grand Prix dressage tests. Yeah. Because that's what we're at least on Instagram. aspiring to do. Yeah, don't stalk us on Instagram if that's what you're thinking. It's like pictures of my dog. Selfies <laughs> <laughs> of me on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> First things first, layman sound. Joanna, after you. So I retired from my dressage test this week. Which was your first outing of 2023. Isn't it funny that both of our first outings have just been terrible? I know. When I came out of my one, my trainer was like, oh, next time that happens, maybe you should retire because I didn't actually know that you could do that. <laughs> so I sort of wish I knew that because then both our first outings... We would have retired, which would have yeah. been 
least we would have been the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually retired before I'd even done my first halt, though, oh. which is quite new because I entered the arena backwards. I did two steps down the centre line and I was like, nah, this isn't happening. <laughs> A, down the centre line backwards. I know. <laughs> like, 10 out of 10 for creativity. <laughs> <laughs> you really thought outside the box with that one. Spice it up a bit. Uh, so, yeah, so that was not good because that was mine and Simba's practice run for the regionals. We did two tests, first test in the morning. He was really good. It was at, um, it was a medium level test. It was a level higher than we need to do for the regionals. But he was such a good boy. We were in the main indoor arena at Addington, which I'm really happy to be back at. Shout out to Addington. Even though it was like low-key a disco in there. It was there. like a nightclub. When you sent me the video, <laughs> I couldn't believe how loud the music was. I'm like trotting around the outside the main indoor arena to baddest of them all <laughs> the one that's like she's the baddest of them all. Yeah, yeah and I was like gosh this is so dressage isn't it and I then, like that though yeah I was like go for it like whack it up get those like you know fairy lights out yeah I think it'd be good actually if more sort of shows did that because it's so good to get the horses used to a bigger atmosphere without it being a bigger show Oh, yeah. Do you see what I mean? And also it makes it so much more spectator friendly. If yeah. You've got like a cool soundtrack. It's mm. not just like classical music no. or like <laughs> Narnia soundtrack, something <laughs> stupid like that. But anyway, he was really good in that test. And then unfortunately we had a four hour wait for our second test, which I don't really think suited him. <laughs> I don't think it would suit any <laughs> No. Um, four hour interval. But Simba has hardly competed in his life. So I, I haven't really like tested things out with him and he's never had to wait between his tests. No. So it has taught me a lot of stuff in that if I've got a long wait, I need about five minutes <laughs> to warm him back up again to go into my second test because I went in and I had about half an hour and... We were outside and unfortunately in the distance you could hear the sound of bird scaring and gunfire mm. essentially. What is bird scaring? Because you know the definition of it. No, it's a bird scarer, so it's basically like oh, it's, not, it's not like someone it's not like some <laughs> hobby, like someone's running around terrifying birds. No, it's like a box that some farmers put in their field and it's timed that so every so often it it releases like a really loud bang that sounds like a gunfire and it's yes. to get the birds off the crop basically okay so yeah so that was going on and it was definitely like every 20 seconds or so i have thought in the past that he's quite affected by noise and you know what if your horse isn't affected by gunfire like <laughs> yeah they should be really because they should really run yeah. from that so he just really was not happy with that and he got himself into such a state you know within like 30 seconds he'd completely foamed up and was dripping foam so we tried to calm him down and basically it just wasn't going to happen. No. But in the in-between bits, when I was warming up, he was going absolutely amazingly. Yeah. And I stand by the fact that I think Simba is an 80% horse, given, you know, <laughs> a good day and a yeah, nice yeah. judge, which obviously is not, never going to happen. <laughs> but he felt absolutely amazing. So I still wanted to go in. I wanted to do the test because also it was our regionals test. Anyway, I tried to go in. Emphasis on tried. You gave it a go. We went in backwards. Bless him, he was just staring off into the distance at this sound. And this is the thing about Simba, you know, he is equal parts amazing as he is difficult. Yeah. You know, and I absolutely adore him, but he is a tricky horse. And that is kind of what makes him special at the same time. So we did retire. And then I took him back to the lorry. And actually, he trembled next to the lorry for an hour because he was so frightened, yeah. which was really quite worrying because I've not really seen a horse get themselves into that much of a state before. Luckily, he came home and he went out in the field and he was absolutely fine. But yeah, not great preparation. No. So that's your lame then, retirement. 
Retirement from everything. That's it. Catch me at retirement home. What was your sound then? Does it link to that? I would say both those things were layman sound because the first test was, I was really happy with it. I didn't get like the score that I think we deserved. And it was quite nice because when I came out of that test, uh, David Trot, shout out. um, (laughs) Hope you're listening. (laughs) He's a horse girl, is a really high up judge and he was there warming someone else up. Afterwards, he came up to me and he went, if I'd been judging that, your trot work would have been all eights. And I was like, oh, thank you. Because mm. the judging who was actually judging me gave me like sixes and sevens. So to have such a high quality judge come up and say that, that was really nice to hear. Yeah, that's great. Be yeah. like, pop off. Thanks, David. Pretty pleased with that. So yeah, overall, a good learning experience. And luckily, <laughs> luckily, I think I'm quite good at dealing with shit shows because mm. I've had a lot of them. <laughs> well, you've been competing since you were like 12. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so you've had a lot of experience, like... The ups and the downs. The ups and the downs. All right, Evs, what's your lame and sound this week? I'll start off with my lame, which isn't really a lame, it's more of just like a bugbear. (laughs) My routine is currently a bit out of sync, because usually both Terry and myself have Sundays off. But because I'm competing on Sunday next week at the regionals, that means that my day off and his day off has been a Saturday this week. So my whole schedule has been thrown out of sync. You're very much a creature of habit, aren't you? Yeah, I just like to know what What? I'm doing. Yeah. And also because we've got the physio on Monday, which is great. Like, I'm so glad that we've managed to get that in just before the regionals. I think that'll make such a difference. It's like, oh, he's going to have to have a day off after then. I think you need to not stress about it and calm. Because I can remember when I was on the World Class Programme, I used to be like, oh, I like riding in the mornings, like we've said before. And they were like, oh, okay, but what happens when you get up to such a high level that your class is at 10 o'clock at night? (laughs) What are you going to do? And I was like, oh, well, I go to bed at nine, so I'm not really sure. And you kind of have, you have to be adaptable, don't you? I know. But I don't really like being adaptable. No one likes being adaptable. If anyone else is listening and they and they have a rigid structure with their horses as well, send any tips that you have for sort of dealing with that. Because I think with me as well, I'm quite superstitious in that I think if my routine's thrown off, I think, oh, that means that it's not going to go well next week because the routine's not the same. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you I do that? get you. I think that will come with experience as well. Yeah, I think I just need to get used to... Because sometimes I like throwing in a curveball and instead of like actually training the day for a competition, I'm like, I'm just going to take you for granted through the woods. Really? Yeah, I've done that quite a few times. The first the first time Sorocco did an advanced medium, the day before I took him for a canter through the woods, I did some flying changes Lovely. in the woods and I was like, sorted. Yeah, if I can fly and change around the logs, I can fly and change in the arena. Exactly. So yeah, that's my lame, which I wouldn't say is a lame, it's just like a little bugbear that's sort of making me twitch. But <laughs> my sound is that... I got a brand new pair of boots for my birthday and I'm just so pleased with them because I've wanted them for years. For context, Evie's 
physical stats are the same as Kendall Jenner's. <laughs> so, okay. When you, like, dress up, you low-key look like a supermodel. So we, like, went out to Arena High the other day. She steps out the lorry wearing these. And I was like, oh, my God, your legs are too long for the cover of Vogue. Jesus Christ. Yeah, for anyone listening, I'm five foot ten and I've got very long legs. But, yeah, anyway, I just love them so much. I've wanted them for years. And I think they're such a staple, like, for they a dressage are. outfit. Yeah. And I wore them at the arena higher the other day. And to be honest, they weren't even uncomfortable. I was worried about riding them the first time because I thought, oh no, like having to break them in, it's going to be a nightmare, you know, it's going to really hurt, blah, blah, blah. But actually, I put them on and I, I felt like I'd worn them loads of times before. And I actually rode better in them as well because they're like the, obviously the hard boot. I felt like they made my legs so much more stable. Yeah. So shout out to De Niro. If you want to sponsor us, give us all of your boots. We promise to look good in them. Yeah. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Not that we're begging or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Dilemma numero uno. I'm what at... does that mean? It means number one. Di- Dilemma number one. I'm at school... <laughs> numero uno it's so anyway i'm at school and i struggle with having a social life as i can't hang out at the weekends with my school friends because of my horse commitments i then feel left out at school as my friends are either planning their next outing or discussing the last what should i do ditch the horses for my friends or my friends for my horses i feel like i've lived through this wind the clock back (laughs) to when we were back at school Yeah, so I definitely (laughs) went through this struggle. I used to find it really difficult to deal with not being able to, like, contribute to the plans, especially when you start getting, like, that little bit older and you're, like, 15, 16, 17, and you're still at school and you're kind of, like, searching for that more independence. Yeah. And you're wanting to go out and you're wanting to have fun, you're wanting to dance and you're wanting to, like, test out drinking and, like, all that fun stuff. But at the same time, you can't really do that. It just doesn't complement the horse lifestyle, does it? It doesn't whatsoever. And there were so many times in my past where, you know, my friends would be organising a party or a sleepover or like a house party and I wouldn't be able to go because I had Team GB training or I had an international competition, like really big things that as well my friends didn't understand. And then I kind of felt like I was segregated and it was like, oh, she doesn't want to come. Yeah, people take it personally, don't they? Especially when you're younger. However, I would say I left school nearing on a decade ago. (laughs) Scary. Didn't you just stop going? (laughs) (laughs) Your advice would be like, just stop going to school. (laughs) (laughs) Just break up with them. Yeah, no, I did just stop going to school. Mm. That was fun. That was a fun time. School just wasn't for me. I just didn't get it. I just didn't understand it. Right. It wasn't for me. Yeah, I would sort of just say, I think there's a balance to be had. I think socialising with friends and going to parties is so important. Like, it's such a core part of your... Upbringing. Yeah, of your life. And I don't think anyone should miss that, because once you do miss it, there's no going back. I mean, obviously, we're older now. We're not going to house parties and things like that, because you sort of outgrow that. So I do think you definitely need to prioritise the social side of things, especially when you're you're young. But in the same breath, if you're competing to a really high level or doing Team GB, 
that's where I think it's a really difficult one because that's so important and that's also like a once in a lifetime opportunity it is you know if you are not going to like a massive party that everyone's going to and you know it's going to be a really fun time because you need to muck out your horse at like seven o'clock in the morning and you're dead set on mucking out at seven o'clock in the morning maybe just see if you can push that back a little bit see if someone else in your yard can feed your pony or something but if you've got a competition that you need to leave for at seven o'clock in the morning don't go to the party no yeah I think it depends on what level you're competing at I think if you've got horses at a bit more of a lower level more amateur like then I think it's easier to prioritize it because I think you should just put things in place like maybe have somebody feed your horse or turn your horse out in the morning on a Sunday for instance just to give you a bit of time to get back before then mucking out I think if you're representing GB and competing to a high level that is quite tough because you need to go to the training and you need to be on top form I would say you've got to try and find a balance as well you know don't say I mean it's easy to say us sitting here as like little old grannies don't say no to every party mm. don't say yes to every party yeah try and find a balance I'm sure there will be at least one that you could go to yeah so that at least you feel involved a little bit and you you know you keep your friends because as well I think it's really hard for school friends who aren't in the equestrian industry to understand our lives yeah you know yeah and it's like when you used to, I didn't know if you ever had this but you'd have a horsey, non-horsey friend come round but you'd end up still having to do your horses when they're there. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you're waking up at seven to like feed them or something. Yeah. And then you come back in and then they're like sort of hanging around on the yard with you as you're like mucking out and stuff. I mean, my friends never minded, but I always felt a little bit bad because I thought, oh, they're not having fun because I'm doing this. Yeah. So I think you are only one. Y- <laughs> <laughs> I think you don't have to ditch either or, you know, because this person's written do I ditch the horses for my friends or my friends for my horses? Never ditch your horse. <laughs> I don't think you can. You have to ditch no, either. No, you don't. You've got to be able to work out balance. Yeah, and if you've got friends that are a bit funny about you not being able to attend certain things, then maybe question whether actually they're a true friend because a true friend would understand that and they'd want to understand such a big part of your life. That's such a key point. Yeah, and they'd be accepting of it, but... In the same breath, I do think it's really hard when you're at that age because you are influenced by your peer group. And if you've got quite a few people that are a bit like, oh, she's just not wanting to come, like she can't be bothered, it's difficult not to be influenced by that. But just a word of advice, maybe they're not potentially long-term friends. I remember at school, case study of that, mm. I there was, a, there was this guy that I was friends with and... I'd been friends with him for years and when we started getting older and I was doing more like, you know, the Team GB stuff and I couldn't go out all the time, I remember him saying something stupid like, oh, you can't just do horses, like that's not a career, that's not a lifestyle, like that's ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, flash forward like four years, I drop in at a local Tesco's, all in my Team GB kit, lottery funded, full shebang. There he is, sweeping up an aisle. Hmm. In the local Tesco's. And I was like, you're right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh I know, it was horrendous. savage. <laughs> but yeah, I think you've got to work out, one, if they're, if they're real friends. True friends will be accepting of it. That's what As I'm Hannah Montana say. once said. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> yeah, you're a true right, okay. friend. 
You're here till the end. Oh, I don't know that one. <clears throat> you pull me aside when something ain't right. I didn't right. ask for more <laughs> by saying that. Yeah, <laughs> so your true friends will be accepting of it. Uh, you don't have to pick either or. I think communication's really key. At least when I was young, I would always communicate with my mum. I'd be like, look, I've got this party this weekend. Is it all right? If I go, I'll need to stay over. You know, so then the, the person, whoever it is that you're working with, sort of in the team with your horses, whether it's your parents or actual grooms or whatever, they get a heads up that they might be needing to feed in the morning or whatever. Yeah, communication is key here. Yeah. Don't go to a party without your parents' consent. And oh. don't <laughs> tell them that... Evie and I said it was fine. <laughs> yeah, no, just like you need to tell people in advance of your plans because I think that's where people go wrong often. Yeah. You know, they come the, the day before and they're like, I've got a party, do you mind doing this? And it's like, well, no, I can't now because I've also got plans. Yeah. But yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy being young and enjoy this difficulty because once you get older, it's only gonna get worse yeah and I just think it's you wait till you start dating it might yeah (laughs) it might be difficult and I totally understand that it is hard but try and prioritize your social life as well because it is quite important all righty dilemma two How should I deal with the strange handyman at the yard who texts me every single day? Does this mean like handyman is in someone that does lots of the odd bits and jobs? Or (laughs) bits and jobs. Yeah, uh, we don't have one, so we don't know. Or like a handsy man. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I got confused reading this. Are they talking about a handyman is in someone that does like... A handyman? Yeah, not a handsy man. Maybe he's both. Well, she's saying texting every day. So. Yeah. Now, I can imagine this would be quite a problem on if, like, you're on a livery yard or you're not in control of the yard setup. But we kind of are in control of our yard setup. So if someone was <laughs> annoying us, we'd just get rid of them. Yeah. But if there's someone that, let's say, needs to fix the fencing or the broken water trough or broken rail, whatever, and you do actually need to have some form of communication with them, it would be really difficult if they're then texting you every day yeah that's really inappropriate so inappropriate we had a handyman at livery yard that we used to be on he was called donald <laughs> shout out I, he was such a babe i loved donald right. he ended up doing like a bit of gardening for us and <laughs> sorry i'm just reminiscing donald was nice donald is good whereas i can imagine you could have some that are a bit weird yeah i haven't experienced this like firstly i just want to say neither have i now my advice is literally block the number, go and do the jobs yourself. Oh, yeah. Depends what the jobs are, though. Exactly. <laughs> if it's like harrowing a field with a tractor <laughs> and you're not... Off your pop. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't do that, then you do actually need to have him there. Yeah. Yeah, I think firstly, that's really inappropriate. Agreed. I mean, I don't know the nature of the texts, but just texting in general every day is a bit weird. It is a bit. I would say this is a wider issue as well of unwarranted male attention. Yeah, and I feel like as well, particularly within the equestrian industry, there's quite a few girls that aren't necessarily like protected yeah. from that, you know? Yeah. But, so you, you say block the number and... Do the job yourself. <laughs> mm. I would tell my superior about it. Yeah. I or mean, like your yard owner. Yeah, or... it, again, it depends on... 
if you're the yard owner and it's a family run business, then tell your parents about it. Yeah. If you're employed on a yard, tell your boss about it. That's what I would say, first of all. I'd be like, mm, you know, that person, bloody blah, blah, whatever his name is, he keeps texting me and it's really weird and it's making me feel a bit uncomfortable. And that's that. Right? And then bury him in the muck. <laughs> Don't do that. Second of all, what I would say as well is maybe message the person back and be like, your messages are making me uncomfortable. That's like another potential option. Because, yeah, you can block the number. Yeah, you can not reply. But if someone keeps persisting, then I'd probably just be a bit upfront. And you can say it in a nice and polite way. Just yeah, you don't to... have to be as, like, <laughs> savage as I am. But You can just be nice and just be like, well, I don't really know how you'd word it because I don't know what the messages entail, but you could just make it clear that you aren't open to this person sending you messages. I have had this before. Have you? Not with a handyman, though. Normally with a fairy's apprentice. No, with, um, I'm not going to say who it is. Who? Hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to mouth it to Jeremy. Okay, mouth it, mouth say... it, mouth it. <gasps> yes, you have! Oh my goodness. I completely <gasps> forgot about this. Christ, that was horrendous. That was actually really bad. No, I've had a similar, I have had a similar experience. Yes, it wasn't with a handyman, but it was with... Handyman? <laughs> It was with somebody who met him twice. He's in the equestrian industry. He's in the equestrian industry. Not going to go into the ins and outs of it. But when I left, he followed me on Instagram a few weeks later. And I thought, oh, nice. Followed him back because, you know, we did have a chat and we did, like, meet each other or whatever. Thought it was completely professional. And then he just started sending me messages, didn't he? Yeah. And it was really odd. And you've since... You blocked him, didn't you? Bearing in mind, it started with a video, mm -hmm. which I did not even ask for. We hadn't even spoken on the app before. And then the messages just got like... Are they seriously escalated? They just got more persistent. I, even if I wouldn't reply, he would just send another one. So mm. I blocked him and then I told my spirit about it because it was harassment it was it wasn't okay yeah so that's how I dealt with it and actually haven't had a problem since no. that hence why we actually even forgotten about it because that was like last year but yeah blocked him and told my superiors about it and also sort of as a yard decided oh well we're not gonna be dealing with him anymore no because that's not okay no, not appropriate. God, I can't believe I forgot. <laughs> That's so bad. That is funny. But anyway, let us know what you do actually end up doing with yeah. said handyman. Yeah, and I hope you're okay as well because that's not... I mean, again, I don't know the nature of the messages, but the messages I had were just a bit odd and it is actually... It's quite disturbing. Especially as a young girl. Yeah, it makes you feel quite vulnerable and, yeah, it's not a nice thing to go to, through, really. So I hope you're all right and... Just make sure you talk to people about it, talk to your friends about it, tell your parents, you know, whoever you're comfortable talking to, just tell them about it and it'll make you feel a lot better. Yeah. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of That's Lame. And if you want to find out how Evie and I have done at the regionals over the last two days, make sure you follow... That's Lame on Instagram and also our own Instagram handles at Evelina Shreve and at Joanna Thurman Baker. Yeah, and also if 
if there are any dressage people listening or any people that are going to the regionals, come up and have a chat with us if you want come to. Come and say hi. Yeah, like if you enjoy the podcast, like come over and... I'm very chatty at shows. I'm very shy at shows, <laughs> but come and chat to me anyway because I promise once I get talking, I'm fine. Yeah, you're somebody that you just have to approach and start talking to. I won't approach you, I'm Whereas really sorry. I say hello to everyone, even people I don't know, and start talking to people whilst I'm warming up as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. I Yeah, no, I think I've got a bit of a resting bitch face, but... I am actually nice underneath. See, I think I have one as well, but I am quite extroverted, I would say. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm like, hello. I'm like, oh, your horse looks nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, eyes down, focus on the job. Get home, don't say hello to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Please join us next week for a full rundown of what is going to happen at the regionals. We're going to give you a full blow-by-blow action. (laughs) Oh. Bloody hell. You raunchy girl. Maybe we're not going to do that. (laughs) Okay, yes, join us next week where we'll be chatting all things regionals and about our wider plan to pass that. Yeah. (laughs) You're never going to get over that, are you? Right, okay. Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye.